Catherine Jarris here, pronouns are they, them, and theirs. I am a professional psychic and I'm also a professional brow artist and psychic brows is where I combine them both. Welcome back everyone to this week's series which is all about shielding and protection. And I wanna thank everyone who joined us for yesterday's episode where I went over how to open up your third eye and start that imagining process with your energy fields. And now today, I'm very excited because what we'll be doing is going over some more tips on how to connect with your aura. And honestly, my mouth literally just made a podcast on this. So rather than me basically going through and repeating (laughs) things that has already been said, I'm just going to link his in right now. I'm going to let you listen to that and then I will join you back at the end. Enjoy. Hey folks, welcome back to 460's Journal. Today we're going to go a little more in depth into the topic of shielding, what it is, why you should do it. In the second episode of this podcast, I actually talked about your white aura and how that serves as a sort of protective energy. I also gave you an exercise at the very end of the podcast to help you begin to experience that aura in a very tangible way. The purpose of that exercise is really to get you familiar with your white aura, to understand that it is a real thing and a real thing that you can have some element of control over. But there is more to using it than just being aware that it is there. Before I go into more depth as to how to engage and interact with it, how to use it as a tool, let me first explain why someone might want to get really familiar and really adept at using their white aura. Understand there are a lot of reasons to want to incorporate the protective qualities of your white aura into your everyday toolbox. I'm going to focus specifically on reasonings pertaining to mental and emotional stability. If you listened to the first episode of this podcast, then you heard me talk about our different energy fields and how they interact with each other, especially our emotional energy fields and how when they occupy the same space as another person's emotional energy field, we have this tendency to transfer information between each other in a nonverbal sense, in that very feeling kind of a sense. And if we were compatible with everybody in the world, and if everybody in the world only carried the types of emotions that could uplift us, this would not be an issue. However, we all have lives. We all have experiences, and these experiences are of varying degrees of intensity as well as positives and negatives. So unfortunately, when we talk about these energy fields occupying the same space, we are just sharing the things that we're happy about. We are sharing everything that makes up our emotional and even mental state within that moment. And that could include things like maybe having been bullied earlier in the day and so having kind of an acute 
negative experience, being sad, or even having a form of depression from having lost a loved one, or even traumatic experiences that occurred in the past. All of those things can be transferred through these energy fields. So learning how to engage with your white aura and actually use it as a tool can help to sort of block out these emotions from other people that maybe aren't going to necessarily serve you in that moment. Like I said, it's a very real thing. Your energy fields are not part of your imagination. Energy fields exist. And before you continue with any exercises that I might go through in this episode, I do strongly suggest that you visit at least episodes one and two to get that foundation and get that beginning visceral experience of your white aura. That'll make these other exercises a lot more effective. All right, but I'm going to keep on going and I'm going to assume that you either have already watched those two episodes or that you've paused and returned. So here is something that you have to keep in mind when learning to work with your own protective white auras. That is that there are multiple, multiple ways to practice and to get better using them, to engage them. And those exercises, for the most part, are very, very simple exercises. However, mastery of your energy fields takes time, it takes dedication, and it takes effort. This is not something that you're likely going to be able to master over a weekend or even over a period of weeks or months. Many people, including myself, continue this mastery throughout our entire lives because we find that while we may become adept at using this type of energy in one scenario, there are discoveries that are made where we learn how to use it in a lot of other different scenarios. And I'm sure that doesn't quite make sense right now, but as you go through your own exercises and you start to feel very comfortable with it, you'll begin to understand what I mean when I say it really is a lifetime of practice, a lifetime of mastery. There's always something that comes up that you did not realize. Or even if you did realize it and you thought you were good, well, I mean, imagine practicing it for another, you know, five, 10 years, you're going to be better than you were five or 10 years previously. So I think the best way to kind of go through and help you with some exercises, because it really is, like I said, very simple to explain an exercise, but it's up to you to actually put in the time, the effort to really, really master it. What I'll do is I'll go through this. I'll, I'll take the approach of talking about it as a set of tips. I think once I go through these tips, you'll have an idea of what you need to do on your own to practice. But if anything's not clear or if you're if you get stuck anywhere, you know, be sure to send me an email or a note or a message or something. I'll have my social media links in the description of the podcast 
just in case you aren't able to leave comments right here. So the first tip I suppose I would give you, tip number one, is to go beyond imagination. Imagining things like your energy fields is a great first step. It's a good way to introduce you to concepts and experiences that seem a little mysterious for you, maybe even more mythological. But the greatest access to these powers is when we really believe it. And having that visceral, that tangible experience is part of what allows us to believe it. Look, if I tell you to close your eyes and imagine that you're holding a basketball, your imagination is going to allow you to do that. But the moment I challenge you and tell you that you're not holding a basketball in your hands, you're going to agree with me. You're not going to fight that, right? But if I could get you to visualize that basketball in such a way that you could actually feel it in your hands, you could feel the weight of it, or you could smell, you know, the synthetic material that basketballs are made of, then when I tell you that there is not actually a basketball in your hand, now you are going to argue with me and tell me that I'm wrong. This type of belief is what we need for your energy fields. We need you to realize that they are actually real things so that you can maximize the power behind your visualization. So tip number one is to use as many senses as you possibly can to make the experience real. Tip number two, practice, practice, practice. You don't have to set aside 20 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour or whatever every time you attempt to practice. A practice can literally take 10 seconds. What I tell my students all the time is practice while you're sitting on the bus, practice while you're waiting in the doctor's office, practice while you're waiting in line at the grocery store. Attempt to either experience your own auras or to see or feel another person's auras. Whatever sense is the most natural for you. Some people have a tendency to see things more easily. Some people have a tendency to feel things. Some have a tendency to hear things or even smell or taste those things that are not necessarily part of our physical world. So whichever skill, whichever sense comes most naturally to you, use that sense to practice. Short but frequent practice sessions is usually the best. Tip number three. When you do begin to experience your white aura, practice experiencing that energy along every single part of your body using different types of motions. But start with only a small part of your body first, eventually working your way to your whole body. For example, you might begin with just your fingers, experiencing the sensations on one finger, then two fingers, then your whole hand then your arm, then both arms. You see what I'm saying? You start just with a small part of your body, target your focus, really, really target your area of awareness, and then allow yourself to expand. As you expand, experiment with things like making a wave sensation or 
going as fast as you can, bouncing back and forth like a ball. These types of motions help you to actually control the behavior of that energy field. Tip number four. I may have lost track of the tips. I'm not sure. I believe this is tip number four. <laughs> All right, next tip. If you're going to use meditation as a way to practice engaging your aura, be sure that you are positioned in such a way that you don't actually fall asleep. Contrary to some popular beliefs, you don't automatically do this work while you're asleep. There is a window right between full awakeness and being asleep. There is this window and this window is actually where we have that ability. It's kind of that prime space where we can engage with both our conscious and our unconscious minds in this really, for lack of a better word, weird way. But it's in this space where you are able to really control those mechanisms of the subconscious, even though you're not supposed to technically be even aware of them. Tip number five, practice engaging your white aura before you enter situations where you know there's a likelihood or a high likelihood, I should say, that you may get some sort of a trigger or your mental or emotional stability might be challenged. So if you're an individual who struggles with social anxiety, you can practice before you leave the home. If you're entering, say, a store, you can practice if you're driving before you exit your car to enter that store. And then as you get really good, as you get really comfortable, you can also actually be in practice while you're in that store moving through it. As you get more comfortable, you spend a lot less time in that very kind of focused, aware that you're practicing, you know, where you're putting a lot of effort in, where it seems like it's a lot of work. As you get better, what happens is you essentially train that white aura to, to protect you or to engage in these specific types of behaviors and interactions so that it's more of an automatic thing so that you don't have to stop and spend five minutes or so before you exit your vehicle to put up your white auras before going into the building. Your essence, your soul, your spirit, whatever you wanna call it, your unconscious mind then learns that when you are in this situation, those white auras, they need to go up and then they do. Tip number five, I believe is what we are on and probably the last tip for this particular episode Avoid trying to open all your chakras while you are doing your white aura exercise. I'll likely talk about this on another podcast. If it's something of interest of you, let me know and I'll probably talk about it sooner than later. But having all your chakra points open, especially when you go out in the world, actually makes you more vulnerable, more susceptible to absorbing other people's baggage. There are specific reasons why you want to have different energy points more or less active and just walking around with them all spinning as fast as they can. What I think a lot of people around here use the term as open walking around like that often causes 
a lot more harm than it does benefit. And like I said, I'll explain that in another episode. Just let me know if it should be sooner than later. Finally, before I let you guys go, let me invite you to go ahead and listen to or download an audio track I put up on my YouTube channel that is made very specifically to help you engage your white aura. I'll put the link down below. Listen with headphones if you can for maximum effect and then do me a favor and leave me a comment under that YouTube video. Let me know if it was helpful to you or not how it was helpful, what you were able to experience. And if you actually had trouble, or if you are having trouble, even with the assistance of that audio, put that down in the comments as well. I'll help as much as I possibly can, given that this is an online platform. Normally, I'm helping students through our membership site. So if that's something you think you might be interested in, I'll leave a link to that as well. When you join, you'll notice that it's as if it's a blank slate, and that's because we build everything in that environment very specifically to you. And when you start working with me, we consider you to be a blank slate. So with that, please remember to like and subscribe if this podcast was right up your alley and you'd like to continue hearing more episodes. Until next time. Hey, thanks everyone so much for joining today and going through with Mal his tips on how to connect with your aura. I know I'm biased, but I think he's a pretty special guy and I hope that you all enjoyed this episode of his as well. I look forward to tomorrow's episode as we continue on with the week focus of shielding and protection, where tomorrow it's going to be all about sourcing and creating your shield. So we're gonna go dig deep into your lineage and figure out some ways to create and source your shield and do any protection spells or whatever you need on it. But this is like the fun part. This is where you get to create your shield, everyone. So I'm excited for it and I will see you tomorrow. Take care. Hey, thanks for joining. If you like more psychic or bra related content, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell and then you won't miss any episodes.